Chris Mintz, the leader of the New South Wales Labor Party, has written, It's now been two weeks to the day since I first called for rat tests to be free for all. Here is why it's so frustrating that this hasn't happened. Over the past two years, people across our state have sacrificed so much. They've endured lockdowns, worker permits, time separated from loved ones, and so many have lost jobs and even homes, all with one goal to keep themselves and their community safe. No one is arguing to go back into lockdowns, but we are arguing for this sacrifice not to have been in vain. When we reopen, we warn the government to do it carefully to listen to the health experts and to put the resources in place to ensure our hospital system could cope. Dominic Perrottet dismissed us as, quote, utterly irresponsible and, quote, reckless. The most frustrating part about this wasn't the name-calling, it was the missed opportunity. The missed opportunity to act to prevent this testing disaster. The missed opportunity to provide free rats when we need them most. And the missed opportunity to help protect the all-important work we did together to slow the spread. The New South Wales people deserve better from their government. Chris Menz joins us on the program. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Marcus. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Happy New Year to you. You too, absolutely. All right, uh, where are we? Uh, we know there's been a, a bit of a, an about face on rapid antigen tests. I spoke to one of your federal Labor colleagues, Julian Hill, this morning, but the federal position from Albo and his team, including many millions of Australians, from getting free rapid antigen tests. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, it, it, it needs to be a situation where you can at least know whether you've got the disease or not. That's the minimum responsibility of the state and federal government. And when you've got private PCR testing facilities across metropolitan Sydney that are closing down because they're having too many people come through the door, then you need to make sure that you've got an alternative because I know and I'm sure you've got examples of it in your life, Marcus, but family and friends and constituents are telling me they've got the symptoms of the uh, COVID disease and it's very difficult for them to get confirmation as to whether they've got it or not. Well, that's right. Uh, Many uh, closest to me have uh, been holed up in isolation with COVID-19 over the Christmas and New Year. But, you know, again, we were tracking down rapid antigen tests, driving halfway across the city in order to try and get our hands on some. It was very, very difficult. Uh, You've got a number Mm. of of your fellow MPs in New South Wales Labor who are holed up with with COVID at the moment, um, including uh, your deputy, Prue Carr. How is she? She's good. I spoke to Prue yesterday. She's obviously taking it in her stead and and recognises that we're all in this and that many people have got the disease. I mean, I think I was reading the newspaper this morning and the Prime Minister had said, look, we have to ride the Omicron wave. But, Marcus, can we at least do it with a surfboard? I mean, there's (laughs) things that the New South Wales government and the Commonwealth government need to do to make this easier. And rising case numbers, there would be pressure on the public hospital system. That's what Kerry Chant warned the government about many, many times in the lead up to New Year's Eve and beyond. I don't believe when it comes to testing and our public hospital system, the work has been done to prepare us for this set of circumstances. Well, it would appear not, and even at a federal level, um, I know that's not necessarily in your backyard, but at a federal level, the Australian Medical Association say that, you know, they warned senior health officials back into September that we needed to stock up on these rapid antigen tests, that testing was the way out or how we, you know, quote-unquote, 
rode this wave and they weren't unfortunately listened to. And, you know, if we're going to leave it up to the private sector, which I tend to think the Prime Minister would prefer to do, well, that's going to lead to all sorts of incidents that we've seen of price gouging and other problems, Chris. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and you know, the most frustrating part is that the Commonwealth Government through Medicare has put close to $2 billion into the PCR testing regime over the last two years. And now that that's full, it can't cope with the capacity constraints. We need rapid antigen testing. And all of a sudden, the Prime Minister's saying, oh, look, I'm ruling a line in the sand. No more money out the door. But right now is we're at the point where over 30,000 people at least are testing positive to COVID-19 through the PCR testing regime. It's probably a lot higher than that, well, that's than that according yeah. to the Chief Officer. So... Now's the time we need it. Now's the time you need to put the money into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just on that point, it is probably quite higher because we're transitioning, if you like, and people are being urged to, you know, now not go and get PCRs if they have a rat test. I mean, how are health authorities going to keep on top of uh, the total if it's, a you know, an honest system where people need to report to New South Wales Health if they are COVID positive? Uh, they don't need to go and get a PCR test, but my understanding is they need to report their infection to New South Wales Health. Well, many won't, Chris. Yeah, that is unclear as to how these, how that regime and that set of protocols will be, I guess, adhered to by the people of this state. And, you know, millions of people across this state have done the right thing for years and years. They're more than happy to follow the rules, provided they're reasonable, but they do yeah. need to be clear. And, and if you're scratching your head wondering what your obligations are, uh, well, it's impossible to follow the rules. So we need to get this right. Uh, you know, we warned several weeks ago that the public hospital system was at stretching point, at breaking point, that resources needed to be put in place. The Premier called Ryan Park, my colleague, reckless. He should have treated that as an early warning uh, and put the resources in place and taken it seriously. Instead, he decided to play politics. And, and here we are. This is a very complex and difficult situation. Of course but it is. We need to pull the levers that we've got responsibility for to make it as easy as possible. Or honest to $25. You say thanks to Perite's toll road privatisation, straight from families to private companies. We, <laughs> you and I have talked about this ad nauseum, mm. but, I mean, there was some uh, some work done this week in the media, and I read out all of those figures earlier in the week to, to my listeners. I mean, 45 bucks in some instances, you know, by the time we reach uh, not even halfway through this century, people just simply won't be able to afford it. Our supply chains, the, the truckies and all of those... Uh, uh, freight and logistics operators, I mean, they also will then pass on the uh, the extra costs to consumers. Oh. We're in for a world of pain if this continues, Chris. Yeah, the thing that drives me crazy about this argument is the government keeps saying, look, it's the only way we can build infrastructure. We have to slap a toll on it and privatise it. It's utter rubbish. At the end of the day, we've got a 100% privately owned toll road monopoly in the most tolled city on earth, and it's because the government's obsessed with this idea of slapping a toll on it and yeah. selling it off. Well, who's paying for it at the end of the day? It's the taxpayers of New South Wales. I think they've had enough of it. All right, Chris, good to chat. Uh, let's catch up again next week. Thank you for your time as always. And uh, I love that. <laughs> I do appreciate you coming on. You're opposite the Premier of New South Wales. I don't know, why is Dominic missing in action? You know, he seems to pick and choose media outlets that he goes on, but he, he certainly won't come on the Super Radio Network, and we find it very frustrating, Chris, so we'll, we'll certainly continue talking to you. I'd love to come on any time, Marcus. Thanks for the invitation.
Ball the best. Bye-bye. There he is. New South Wales opposition leader, Chris Minns.